From the South Alamo Regional Alliance for the Homeless, I'm Suyapa Munoz, and this is the Movement Tells All Youth podcast, where we interview community leaders in San Antonio, Texas, for Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. Uh, my name is Greg Casillas. I'm the Assistant Director of Thrive Youth Center here in San Antonio, Texas. What is your background in the arena of hunger and or homelessness? So I have been working with Thrive uh, since Thrive was awarded its first Continuum of Care grant back in 2017. And I have always volunteered uh, with organizations to help youth, uh, youth at risk, um, the HIV population, and uh, worked in many different aspects of food delivery with regard to those that are experiencing homelessness or to families, uh, Meals on Wheels, those sorts of things. So that's my personal experience um, with regard to hunger and, and those experiencing homelessness. So this week is Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. Why is this issue important to you? Well, I think especially now, uh, there's so many opportunities to uh, to give and to experience what it's like to go without a meal or two. Um, you know, with the closing of the schools, there were lots of kids that benefited from the school programs um, and, and those were taken away. And, and so there were lots of families struggling to be able to make that. And, and some of my own family members were struggling with how um, they were going to feel themselves and feed their children. So I I think when we're not uh, fed well and we don't have nourishment, that impacts so many different areas. You know, we see the commercials of, you know, the Snickers bars, of being angry when you're hungry and you need a snack. And and so all of those sorts of things uh, with regard to nutrition uh, impacts so many different areas of our lives and, and it's very difficult to focus. So making sure that we take care of ourselves um, so that we can take care of others. I, I think that's where um, experiencing hunger and, and food insecurities, as well as experiencing homelessness, those are the two of the things that, that are important to me. So Thrive was recently awarded a federal grant under the Youth Homelessness Demonstration Program, or YHDP. Can you describe this new project and how it will help youth and young adults in our community? So part of our uh, housing award is we're allowed uh, with this specific grant to house 25 youth in their first apartment, um, surrounding them with case management and life skills and supportive services throughout San Antonio and eventually Bayer County. Um, but we want to make sure that the youth have a landing spot, that they finally have a roof over their head that they can call theirs. And, and we provide them with a move-in package that is a futon, a futon mattress, a bed, um, all sorts of living things so that it's not just a space, the youth can make it into a home. And we recognize that it's their space. Um, so what we may want them to start doing is is our wish and our ego, but partnering with the youth to be able to make it their space and, and let them ease into it. Um, this is how we then allow them the opportunity to feel safe and secure and finally start achieving some of the things that they wanted to achieve before. 
we recently got an email from one of our youth and and this is what it, what they told us and and they allowed us to share it. We told them that we would be speaking with you and and these are the words. I was out doing laundry at 2 a.m. in the morning and it was cold. When I was walking, I remembered how it used to be at 2 a.m. in the courtyard at Haven and I'd be upset because I knew I'd be tired because we woke up at five in the morning. The point of this email is to say thank you because I stopped to realize how lucky I am right now that you guys got me this apartment. Now I'm one month away from completing my first semester. I have two loans paid off. It's taking time, but looking back from a year or so ago, this is exactly where I was dreaming to be. So when we have those moments and, and people measure success very differently, mm-hmm. it's not just about checking off a box. It is what is the mental growth? What is the maturity growth? What is the safety growth? What is the security growth? of the youth that we are allowed to work with and that allow us to partner with them, this is where it becomes personal. And this is where when a person tells you, I can look at myself in the mirror with the lights on now because I'm no longer selling my body in order to find shelter. That doesn't fit any data box, Mm -hmm. any success rate, anything that anyone could be measuring. But when we hear that, we think of how do we monetize that with regard to visits to the emergency room, visits to mental health providers? Mm-hmm. So when we think of those things, that's why it's important to the youth and young adults to be able to have this opportunity to change and, and be different. And, and I refrain from saying better uh, because sometimes for youth, life on the streets is, is pretty good for them. You know, in their space, in their way, they may view it as, hey, I have no responsibility. I don't answer to anybody. Nobody's taking my money. I'm doing these things. So for some, that may be pretty good. So I always try to say change and different as opposed to better with regard to the housing opportunities. That was really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. We have launched the movement to house all youth in San Antonio and Bear County. What is important about this movement and why should people join? Well, I think people should join because especially what we're witnessing now, right? You know, with with regard to COVID, um, eviction can come at any time, you know, and, and when this all first started, um, you know, lots of people believe that those that are experiencing homelessness, um, are drug addicted, they're alcoholics, they don't have any worth, they don't want to find a job, they don't want to do these things. So part of my communication, you know, at the onset of COVID was, do you feel that you are those words now because of the threat of being evicted? You know, so so let's not assume that that's how everyone is. Um, And when we have the opportunity to give people a chance that's what we should do. And, and you know, the movement of why people should join in is we want everyone to experience safe shelter. Mm-hmm. We don't want anyone living, you know, in a lean-to or out in the open and, you know, dealing with the elements and it's, and it's getting colder. So the opportunity to provide that, um, you know, for, for everyone to join that particular movement to house all youth, 
you know, lots of youth are kicked out because of how they identify, you know, in the LGBTQIA population. Um, they could be um, fleeing domestic violence. They could be fleeing um, sexual violence. So whatever that might be, if we stop and, and listen to learn and not listen to respond, we might have a better opportunity of, of housing the youth and, and meeting them where they are. So how has Thrive seen the COVID-19 pandemic affect unhoused youth in our community? Well, for us, you know, and, and throughout the city, we had to cease those operations of outreach because we, we just weren't able uh, to be in proximity to a lot of people. But that doesn't mean that our efforts stopped. Um, working at the hubs that are around the city of San Antonio, working with CAM Ministries, um, working with some of the food distributions, being able to put our resource guide um, in those bags and, and in those people's hands, church under the bridge, um, all of those organizations that did not stop uh, their outreach efforts, we were able to partner with them and provide um, food carts, you know, going into Whataburger and, and Starbucks so that they could get some shelter, they could get some nourishment and, and be connected even using the Wi-Fi on their phone. Because a lot of the youth that are experiencing homelessness don't have a plan uh, with regard to their cell phones, but they do have phones that are Wi-Fi enabled. So being able to still be in contact with them um, you know, and, and finding those workarounds of how are we still able to help these youth, um, getting them off of the street into a hotel so that we can obtain their, their IDs uh, and social security in order to get them onto the campus of Haven for Hope. Um, it didn't stop. It just made it a little more challenging. Um, but we're, we're pushing forward with the opportunity of getting these youth into housing if they choose and, and into shelter if they choose. Um, if there's one thing you would like the community to know about um, youth and young adult homelessness, what would you say? It is very difficult to change in six months or one year or two years what took 18 to 24 to create. Um, our voice will always be louder. Our job is to change the message and the way that the youth speak to themselves. So when we have that opportunity to listen and learn first and meet the youth where they are and understand their circumstances of what brought them to homelessness, then we have to be able to ask them to take down the wall of defense. You know, my job is to not tear it down. None of our jobs is to tear that wall down. It's for the individual to take it down and accept help and accept assistance. So when we when we talk about those things about um, what we should know about the youth and young adults is it took a lot to create this person that we may feel is standoffish and you know is full of defense and is quick to respond. Well, there's a reason for all of that. They were treated poorly. And when we take a step back and we let them direct and guide where they want to go, that allows us to then hold them accountable. You know, so I, I don't want anyone telling me what I should do. I want to tell you what I want to do. And then you can hold me to my benchmarks. Well, what have you done to achieve that? What have you done to exit homelessness? What have you done to um, and, and being able to partner with them and let them take the lead. So it's not about as an adult directing the youth. 
it's partnering with the youth and, and letting them guide where their direction's going. I really like that language, partnering. Um, nothing uh, without us, right? Um, but Absolutely. <laughs> how can uh, community members help in the areas of hunger and homelessness? You know, I, I, I have this question a lot. And, and sometimes there are people that want to do something and want to be involved, but it's so overwhelming to even pick where to begin. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have an organization or have something that you're passionate about, ask them, do you have a list of items that you need? Is there anything that I can bring you? So our street outreach, we utilize bus passes and we utilize food cards. So the next time that anyone's at the store, buy an extra food card at Whataburger or HEB, a five or $10 gift card so that we can partner with the youth to be able to hand this because then that's part of our agreement is, okay, here's, I'm gonna give you a bus pass and I'm gonna give you this food card, but part of our agreement is I'm gonna be here next week and I really want you to be here with any documents that you have so that I can start the referral process for anything that you may need in the future. So being able to partner and create agreements, um, you know, having, bags if we didn't wash our car or get our nails done or go get that coffee you know five days a week if we just take one of those away for a month you know that money can then be donated to an organization that is providing direct services and direct outreach so um community members can also use their voice they could write down five ways that i'm going to impact change. And if that is volunteering your time, if that is donating goods and services, if that is writing a letter to your leadership, you know, to your friends and and becoming an ally and supporter of organizations, any of those things. So create the my five list, you know, of five things that you're going to do to impact something that means something to you. Um, I, I think that's the best way, you know, creating a food drive, you know, in your neighborhood, it, down your block, any of those sorts of things um, go a long way. And, and it really helps the organizations build trust. And, and that's the biggest thing that we have to do is build trust with the youth that we're not um, what they've experienced before. And, and we, we want to be different and, and we're here to support and encourage, uh, which a lot of the youth have never experienced before. Uh, you mentioned um, some of the services Thrive provides, but is there anything um, that you want people to know about specifically about Thrive? Yeah, I mean, we are the only LGBTQIA specific uh, organization working with youth experiencing homelessness, uh, 18 to 24. We're on the campus of Haven for Hope. We have five rooms, uh, two beds in each room. So at any given time in our emergency shelter, we can house 10 youth. With a number of youth that are experiencing homelessness, you know, they say that 40% um, are LGBTQIA, and that's in the South, it can be 50%. So if, if we think of where we are now in the city of San Antonio and the numbers that we're experiencing, that's 10 beds. Mm-hmm. 10 beds in the entire city that are dedicated to youth that are LGBTQIA. So when when we have that, it's about 
creating that conversation and and being able to speak from knowledge and facts and and being able to share what we do um, our housing programs are not uh, specific to to lgbtqia youth they're for any youth 18 to 24. Um, so we're able to now in our housing programs uh, house 45 youth so in at any given time where we're working to get those youth into shelter and into housing um, and we take our work very seriously our our mission is to make sure that the youth are taken care of and that they can finally succeed at what they choose to succeed at and and we will be there to support and encourage and there every day i experience all the emotions mad sad glad and afraid um but but when i'm driving home i the biggest thing that i feel is accomplished um working with the youth and and being I, I never thought now since uh we've we've had the program since 2017 i never thought i would be the gay dad to 200 youth uh and it's pretty awesome it's pretty amazing i i still get uh messages from youth that were in the the first round of the grant um letting me know how well they're doing or still some of the challenges that they face and and it's okay to have those at 55 years old i still have fears i still have self-doubt but it's how we handle it and and being able to role model those behaviors um, and acceptance uh, is is really important. So, you know, our organization, uh, we, we take it seriously. We're very dedicated. Um, we're a staff of 11, um, and, and I think we're doing some good work. I hope that we're doing some good work, and, and we've become a resource to the community, and that's something else that we're very proud of. Thank you so much for sharing that. Is there anything else you want the community to know about youth and young adult homelessness? I, I think... You know, just look around, just look around. You know, the, the saying a long time ago was be present. Well, being present is a witness. Now we have to be present and engaged. So when we're present, when we're engaged, when we're listening to learn and not listening to respond, uh, we have the opportunity to to make the world a different place. And, and it starts with our community. It starts with our street. Um, it starts with those youth that we interact with. And, you know, on Halloween, I had several teenagers and young adults coming uh, to, to trick or treat. And I was very grateful for that um, because that means they had somewhere to go. And it means that they know that they have a friendly house to go to. If anything ever happens that, that they need an adult, um, I will always welcome any of those youth to, to be able to know that I am a safe space. Uh, my home is a safe place. Um, and, and I think that's what we should strive for. We encourage you to join the movement to house youth at sarahhomeless.org and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at sarahhomeless. If you are passionate about housing all youth in our community, check out the Youth Action Board on Twitter and Instagram at Yab San Antonio. This episode was edited by Sasha Medina. Subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen.